You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Hello and welcome to Dead Air 18. This time we're talking about the fall of the House of Usher, part two. The insurrectionist next door made by Nancy Pelosi's child daughter. For him, for her, some amusing adverts that I saw on late night TV <laughs> starring Kirsten Bell and uh, Columbo. Mm. Mm. Looking forward to that part. Yeah, but yeah. one more thing. All right, so uh, we're starting on Fall of the House of Usher. Last time we'd seen the first two episodes. First two. Mm -hmm. And we kind of liked it. Um, yeah, I was interested to see where it was going after the first two. Mm -hmm. I think we just watched it that morning. Yes. Yeah. So I remember in the comments, a couple people like, did you really only watch the first two? Like, like right before we recorded, we yeah. watched them. So that's why we didn't get through. People couldn't believe that. We hadn't seen all of it. Why are you talking yeah, about I mean, it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of? I hated of it. it. I know you did. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. I mean, no, not really hated, but mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Well, I mean, last week we were talking about how we hoped that there was like a ramping up kind of, um, you know, after the acid death yeah. dance room people. Um, but then actually all the deaths after that were just kind of boring. Uh -huh. um, and uh, some good actors, though. Some good actors in it. Um, there's really only one thing I can think of that I wanted to mention with this. Yeah. I mean, but you go first. No, what did you want to mention? Um, the totally out of left field political commentary, like naming, oh, like right. we're an uh, evil so devil think, lady. You can, you explain. <laughs> I think you should explain like what it, what it's about. Uh, uh, oh, do you want me to do that? Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, Bruce Green Greenwood plays Usher, who is a, uh, extremely rich, successful, oldish man, uh, as is his sister, Madeline Usher. Yeah. And um, it turns out that uh, in the 80s, he sold his soul to possibly a proxy of the devil or something like that. Angel of death, devil something. Yeah. But not really his soul because souls don't exist. Um, he sold... Uh, he basically sold the lives of any children he had. And he, didn't, he only had one child at that time, I think. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, you know, so basically the deal was with uh, the devil, even though it wasn't the devil. Whatever it is. What's yeah. the name? Um, Carla. Carla. Moriarty. Gugino. Carla Gugino. Well, you Some, seem to know who like she that, was. Yeah. I was like, who's that? Every I, time. I remember seeing, I know that was a whole other thing. Is she, that the same woman? She wears different wigs. It's hard to tell. I know. Every time she shows up on screen, is that the same woman? Um, so essentially she makes a deal like you'll be super successful in business because that's what you're into. You'll be powerful and famous and wealthy. And but then yeah. right before you die, you know, when you would die anyway, you'll lose everything and your children will be killed and mm -hmm. it'll be the fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. And... Uh, not just his children, all of his descendants. His descendants. Yeah. Yeah. So not just his children, his children's children too. Yeah. Of which there is only one. Yeah. So we didn't get any baby death. Uh, sadly, no. We did not. Yeah. How would you have handled that if, if the script called for that? You had the mom 
the the mom she wants to do more work on a social media thing. She starts taking um, Adderall, but then she gets addicted to Adderall. But then it's a control substance. She can't get hold of it, so she switches to meth. And then the next thing she knows, she's putting like her three babies in a blender. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh God. Mm, yeah. I mean, we're basically just rewriting Final Destination at this point. Do you not sense. think it was a lot like Final Destination? Uh, yeah, you mentioned that when we were watching it. Yes. Um, just because we know that these people are going to die and like the, the tension isn't what's going to happen. We know yeah. what's going to happen. The tension is how is it going to happen? Yeah, it's like set up from the get-go. Like you can tell like yeah, pretty much every episode one of his descendants is going to die. Um, and it'll all be themed around Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Which didn't really help either because like every time like an episode popped up that was like the telltale heart and I was like, Oh, so the like heart surgeon lady is gonna get get it next. Okay. Why even watch the episode? But if it played out yeah, well. if it played out in a way that was like unexpected and fun, you know, or just in some way satisfying, like things don't have to be unexpected. You don't have to subvert expectations to make something good, but just kinda But this didn't subvert expectations. It didn't at all. Like the expectations are set up from the beginning, and I guess that's what I'm saying. Like you can, you can do a story where the audience kind of knows straight away what's going to happen, but make saving it Saving Private Ryan. Make it interesting, though. Um, yeah. That bit in mm. Saving Private Ryan, where there's an enormous German counterattack and D-Day fails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm you know at the beginning of every episode after like the third one. We were like, I hope nothing bad happens in this one. To these horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What did, what it, did you think about it? Well, I, d I didn't like it. I, yeah. I mean, and that, that's kind of, unfortunately, that's what stays with me the most. There wasn't, like, one thing. I thought the acting was really good most mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I remember thinking, you know, watching it, the heart surgeon lady... Um, she's really over the top, mm -hmm. uh, and like the performance, you mean? Yeah, I remember yeah. sort of thinking like, yeah, I can. I don't know. I'm just sort of under. I, I feel like I'm understanding more. Like, there's no real bad performances, just bad direction. Because mm -hmm. yeah, it would have been good in another. I know what you mean. I thought series. Like, it I, just was out of place. And, yeah, I got the um, sense like watching her as well, in particular, like. Yeah, I can tell this lady can act, and she's got like a charisma about her, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But it was just so extra. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I get. You know, there were one or two funny-ish moments in there, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a comedy. Mm -hmm. um, the way I think it was presented, I haven't really seen any PR around it or anything, but. Um, it was presented as like, this is going to be hyper-gory. Yeah. But the way they did it, it would have been way better as a comedy. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't hyper-gory. It, hyper no. it was dumb. Um, and it really felt like it was trying to be nasty. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't nasty. Mm -hmm. Like, there's loads of stuff you can watch from like the 70s and 80s that are fucking nasty. Yeah, I know what you mean. Deliver that. Yeah. And it never got there. It was ridiculous and... Um, yeah, kind of, I mean, kind of childish, really. To be honest with you, yeah, it felt like, um, like well, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna make your thing about gore, mm -hmm. show me some fun. You better deliver on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Like, 
I'm not even like the kind of person that especially likes gore, but no. if it has like a good purpose and you know is executed well, like there's some really good stuff out there. Um, and this was just not. I don't know. It didn't live up on its various kind of promises, I guess. Um, but can we get to the, here's a picture of me helping other ev evil people like the Cokes and a president. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to say the name or anything, but, you know, he, he wants it, that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. and That, like, uh, yeah. It Which, wasn't all conservatives. Um, no, but mostly. Um, and it just, it just took me out of it, man. Every time, like, uh, just, what were your thoughts? I know that each time it happened, we both just looked at each other like, you know, <laughs> make that face. Um, it reminded me of the latest season of the X Files. Yeah. In that regard, yeah. And if you remember, that gets really meta. Does it? I can't recall the latest one. Yeah. Well, there you go. I kind of stopped remembering them after like um, season six. They have a lot to say about Trump and that and stuff. Mm -hmm. And. Um, yeah, yes, it was out of place and too much. Yeah, it it was like bordering on comedy in those moments as well. Because, like, honestly, when it did happen, it was so funny that, like, it totally took me out of it and destroyed any suspense, but, like, it was amusing, you know, an amusing part of the episode that someone would just, I mean, to have the... Just to even do that, I guess. Like, be so immersion-breaking. Um... That it, like it would work better if it were more of a comedy. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it was, but I think it could have worked fine. Like you know, Carla Gangliona, her Carla Ganglia, her <coughs> you know her performance was fine and everything, but it was yeah. just written so cliched. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I'm I'm the devil and. Mm. Yeah, I liked her. And, and, and you know, like giving little speeches and stuff. It would have been way. It could have been funny. It could have been. Serious and way darker if you'd have had a way, like a way more normal person or a way more normal character mm -hmm. doing that. Like it's just some dude who turns up mm -hmm. and is like, "Yes, I'll do this, this, and this for you." Mm. You know, like I don't know, man. If I was the devil, like or a demon, uh, making bargains with people, I'd get pretty bored with like, "Yes, and you won't regret it." Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. I, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, uh, I think the walking dude was a much sort of more interesting. Oh yeah. Version of that. I know that's not the same thing. But... No, I get you, but I mean, you know, kind of supernatural character that's you know, kind of the bad guy. Um, I would have yeah, preferred being, Bob Hoskins being more, chewing more wackadoo. Gum yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that was just so... Uh, like, it happened, like, especially toward the end. Like, it happened, like, once... I want to say the last, like, three episodes, you know, where it's like, and now, you know, <laughs> let me tell you about... Here's some pictures. Like, here's with... Like, I can't remember all the people, but it's like, here's me with Mitt Romney and <laughs> shit within pictures. And it's like, you're just... La I can't stop just laughing. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should have put like a couple of like really silly ones in there like here's me with George Michael yeah, and here's, right. here's me with Hitler yeah 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 um so yeah I don't know just weird uh loved Mark Hamill in it 
Yeah, he was great. There he needed was great. to be more of that. There needed to be more of him because every time he was on screen, he was um, block yeah. rocking. Block rocking beats. Yeah, that's right. Woo 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 woo. Um, another thing I was going to say, uh, which I can barely remember, as these words tumble out of my mouth. Um, um, oh well, sorry. Yeah, I, d I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Not even... It was just dumb. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It just... You know... Meh. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's what I was going to say. Um, the... Yeah, the lady... You know, uh, Carlio... <laughs> Carlo. The raven lady. You know, the, the demon offering all this stuff. Carla. Yeah. She... Um, she's got rules that she has to work by, mm. you know, where it's like, oh, you know, I, I would have just let you die, but you pulled the teeth out of your comatose wife who mm. cheated on you at an orgy, so now yeah. I'll punish you. Yeah, she makes more. it clear that, like, the deal was that all of these people have to die, and she kind of makes it sound like, you know, but I chose to make it, like, a horrific death, um, because you're such an asshole. But, but then at the end, so... The young girl, who's the only good usher, Lenore, Lenore mm -hmm. um, she has to die too. That's the deal. Mm -hmm. And Demon Lady says to her before she dies, you know, what, what's going to happen is your mum is going to be so inspired by you because you're a decent person that she's going to use all the, usher, the remaining usher money mm -hmm. to set up a foundation and save thousands and thousands of lives. In the future, maybe millions. Mm -hmm. And she's like, see, it, you know, so, so this demon is good then. This demon wants this... It's, yeah, it's not made clear. This demon wants that. The deal is, and yeah. it's, it's like, it's all worth it for that. Yeah. What a cop-out, again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, like, I didn't want to see... I, I don't want to see, you know, reasonable demons who are like... Like, I don't really want to hurt anyone, but it's my job. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, I, I, maybe we can hurt people in a way that'll make a positive impact. I want to see Futumsh get released for, for like three minutes and mm -hmm. the, the deal is is like you can cause as much destruction as possible that's it mm -hmm. even if it's something mm -hmm. yeah i get it, yeah mm. you know if we go from well you made this deal so now 73 people will die in a bizarre acid death mm -hmm. like in agony mm-hmm i it just doesn't it's just a bit a bit of a sort of writing cop out yeah yeah, I know what you mean. Well, did like, you really want to make this? Like, completely, tonally work for me. It, um, it's, yeah, it feels like this was a job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's a living, quote the raven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about that. Sorry. Just, um, well, just kind of, I don't know. I thought the first two episodes were really interesting enough that it could have done something with that. And just by the end time it was over, it was like, oh, good. <laughs> Let's watch some Columbo instead. Uh, yeah. It could have gone the other way, though, as well. It could have been like... When his father made a deal before he was born... Jamie Lee Fox is the 
rise of the House of Usher. Uh-huh. Hmm. It doesn't really, it wasn't really fair on them kiddies, was it? I wasn't even bored. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> the insurrection is next door. Do you want to move on? <sighs> yeah, sure, I got nothing else. Go on then. Uh, the insurrectionist next door, a new documentary by Alexandra Pelosi, child of Nancy Pelosi, um, where she uh, is um, courteously and politely accepted into the homes of people who were convicted in the January 6th riots and then verbally berates them and tells them that they, we all need to work together and understand each other better and then yells, I hate you, <laughs> at people. Literally. <laughs> you're making I hate me, your music. You're making me hate you. Yeah, they're totally, they were sort of separate incidents where she's listening to a dude's music uh, about like, you know, MAGA. She's like, I hate your music. Like, Jesus. And talking to his kids. What do you think about your dad's song? Fuck Joe Biden. Like, just don't, just don't talk to their children. Leave, yeah, those, leave I, those people I, alone. Yeah. Those are kids. I agree. So this is Alexander Pelosi's 15th. Some 14 or 15th, I think. Documentary. Yeah, for, for HBO. Yeah. Um, she has um, decent access to, I, I so. think, about mm. five or six people. Well, I meant in this documentary. Yeah, and this one specifically. Um, five or six, yeah, people who've been convicted of doing shit like uh, stealing yeah. random crap from the Capitol or... Stuff like that, breaking in. Minor assault and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um... All of the, you know, she she doesn't talk to a lot of them. There's only like six of them so helpful, who yeah. she has access to. And it's pretty much divided into sort of segments where she kind of shadows them for 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's only short. It's only one hour 15. Yeah. Uh, and the people she, all of them are morons. Sure. Yeah. And all of them are quite friendly. Yeah. To her. Very, I would say mostly like pretty kind. Overall, I mean, to be talking to her at all. I don't think it's an insult I mean, to call them morons. It's not their fault. You're a moron. I'm a goblin. Let's just move on. <laughs> I'm a goblin. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, um. Yeah. I think you had loads to say uh, about yeah, this. Just, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I... I guess my question is, who's this for? I mean, because to me, it seems like this was made just with the intention of making fun of these people to their faces. Um, mm -hmm. Especially just the way that it's cut and stuff like that. And like when she's showing the dude's music video, which is embarrassing, um, and like really focusing on it. And there was like nothing, there was nothing of substance, you know? She just kept being like, okay, so, you know, but Trump told you to go down to the Capitol and do this, and you still support him, right? Yeah, that's right. You still support him after all this. Like, what are we doing? What's the... What's the goal here? You know? Because I feel like the goal is just to make fun of them. Well, I guess and like, I don't feel that that's very helpful. She... I mean, she selected, or the only people who were there who would talk sure. to her were morons. Sorry. Sure. But I, you know, I wouldn't be like telling somebody to their face, like, you're a moron, you know. I no, just don't they, know what you're, they, what you're... No, really she doesn't say that. Yeah. But, I mean, they clearly, they clearly were short bus yeah. people. Yeah, I, I agree with you, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying all of them there were, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. the ones she got were. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, the only the only kind of like exception almost is like the young girl who's like, I just went with my uncle to the Capitol and like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't even follow politics. I don't know what this is all about. Uh, I kind of felt a little bad for her, you know. I mean, really, a part of me feels bad for all of them, you know. Uh, yeah, because they're morons. It's not an insult. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, go on. Um, yeah, so so it's interesting on its own, some of these people, you know. It's even interesting just in a sort of, uh, what's his name, John Wilson sort of way of just, you know, th these people would be kind of interesting without the the whole political mm -hmm. element. They're just weird, mm -hmm. yeah, a I lot of you. them. Um, in a, you know, and they're, they're quite endearing, actually. Yeah. But... But it is a it is like one of the worst documentaries I've ever seen in terms of um, its journalistic credibility, which yeah. and it is trying to be journalistic. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I do think it's interesting that she worked at NBC for like ten years or something. Um, you know, she had a journalist background. Yeah. But she is, like, the worst fucking interviewer and journalist of all time. <laughs> well, like you say, it's not about that. It's yeah, like... it's not about that. It's about, I know, it's not about that. You know, it's about, I don't know, pleasing yeah. uh, people who aren't like these people. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, you're not. What else you have to say? What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the way I read it is, okay, it's on HBO. And, you know, she'll have, you know, a way bigger reach than a lot of people will. Mm -hmm. But it's quite limited. It's obviously made for cheap. Mm -hmm. She did it on, like, a pro camcorder. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like she did it with the, not camera sound, but a, a microphone on the camera. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't, I mean, I don't know if she, it feels like there was someone else with her. But it was like a crew of Max Three, mm -hmm. you know, and there's there's no um, consideration at all given to how it looks or sounds. There's no cinematic quality yeah, at all. To, like, yeah, she's just following people around with you know um, a little DSLR or something. Is how it looks. Yeah, and which can work. It yeah. really look like like yeah. She's Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy and Paul Pelosi are worth anywhere between 50 and 200 million dollars. She's talking about like I've got a mortgage and stuff. This is what someone does when they don't need to work. Mm -hmm. Because if she did, you know, if she was doing this for money, she'd be, you know, making to her a pittance from it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and she can only do it because she's Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Because she doesn't have any talent whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't help her cause, I suppose, which is Nancy Pelosi's cause of um, status quo, mm. corporate centrism. Yeah, which is what she rails against in her other documentaries, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, you know, Nancy Pelosi, uh, her dad was the mayor of Baltimore and in Congress. Her brother was the mayor of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Uh, she went to her first presidential inauguration at 12. Mm -hmm. She's an insider. Mm -hmm. She was born an insider. And then Alexander Pelosi is born to an insider. Mm -hmm. Born to an insider, born to an insider. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's not like I think like your mum's a politician, don't be a filmmaker or don't, yeah, you know, I can't really blame someone for yeah. being like, well, I want to get into film and, oh, it's a bit easier for me because I went to a hundred grand a year college. Mm. But don't fucking start doing political shit while your mum is, at, well, you know, the most powerful Democrat mm -hmm. for a bit, uh, for quite a bit, um, when she's voted against restricting congresspeople's and politicians' ability to trade stocks. Mm -hmm. You know, she's got rich mm -hmm. off being a political insider. Yeah. Uh, she's part of the problem. She's a corrupt piece of dog shit. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, you know, and supporting abortion rights and stuff is, like, not enough for me to forget that shit. Like, you know, I, I totally uh, believe that she's pro-LGBTQ. Yeah. Probably, probably just a bit after enriching herself and maintaining her power. Yeah, that's kind you of know. how I see it too, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, I guess something that I find frustrating is like, yeah, like you're this rich kid with like loads of access and, you know. Rich kid? She's could, like 50. Sure. She was a kid at one point. Um, uh, yeah, I'm And, you know, just, yeah, like you don't have to be doing this. And if you're going to do it, like, you have the ability to do something a little more hard-hitting. And, yeah, there can be consequences to or that. buy a tripod. Like, um, if you ever, yeah. Uh, like, um, I remember, like, listening to something with, like, Ronan Farrow talking about how it's so difficult to really get, like, great, um, to, add, like, for example, like, ask hard-hitting questions to, like, interview subjects who are, like, powerful people because... Not they will not only like cut you off from ever having access to them again, but also like yeah. their agent will not set you up to interview anybody else again. Yeah. So there's like like really going into like the nitty gritty like difficulties of like good journalism, like good hard hitting journalism. Yeah. And Ronan Farrow uh, definitely doesn't have to be doing what he's doing for a living. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and is an excellent fucking journalist. Yeah, we love better Ronan we Farrow. We really love Ronan Farrow. Yeah. Um, Every time you watch anything with Ronan Farrow as a kid, what? What do you say? Oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> Have a little giggle. He's adorable. <laughs> um, no, he has done some really like great shit. Like, yeah. you know, the Weinstein stuff was going on for decades uh, with it being an open secret, and nobody had the balls. Or the, or, the ability. or the ability, because of their position, to like not really have to do this shit. Um, to really dig in and not let it go. Um, and yeah, Ronan Farrow had like a major role in what happened to Harvey Weinstein in the end. You know, made a real difference. What difference is Alexandra Pelosi making? And she has like all the resources and money to be able to actually make a difference. She has all this access. Okay, um, you've quantum leapt into Alexandra Pelosi's body. What? Do you remember Quantum oh. Leap? Uh, I remember that name. Um, starring Scott Balaclava? Bacula? Balaclava. Scott Bacula? Scott Bacula, okay. And mm -hmm. uh, oh, another guy who's got the cigar. Ziggy says. Just move past it. Every week he has to Quantum Leap into another person's body like he's mm -hmm. in control. Is this a British show? No. Oh, okay. No. Sorry. And, yeah, so you're in control of Alexander Pelosi's body, what would you do? Um, hmm. 
That's a great question. Um, like when you let's, I would um, use all this time I've spent over, you know, like 15, 20 years, uh, earning the trust of a lot of these actually high-powered people that I've interviewed and, um, you know, not really gone in hard for them. Be like, I'm doing another thing. Come back and do another interview with me. And then just fucking go off on one with some real facts and just burn all those bridges and put out like a piece that actually, you know, has something to say and could actually make a difference. Because um, there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, like um, thinking about like the conspiracy theories video. Um, I actually wanted to mention this. Like, a, the problem is a lot of times I think that when it comes to, for example, money and politics um, and um, people like Alexandra Pelosi who can, you know, cozy up to other powerful people. Uh, it, you know, it can look like there's a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the truth is, like, there's so much perfectly legal stuff that is perfectly available out in the open for anyone to see that could, if we could address them, could make a real difference. Like the revolving door lobbying is, like, a great example. Um, you know, I was thinking about, like, Curtis Wright with the Sacklers mm -hmm. and how he... Um, <coughs> worked with the Sackler and Purdue Performance lawyers to um, get this special label on he, Oxycontin. He was working with the FDA. Um, he were as a, an FDA employee, yes, yeah. um, getting it approved for market and getting their like never before seen special label of it's believed that the Contin system will prevent addiction. Um, <laughs> something that never should have ended up there. Like going off for a couple days with the Purdue Pharma's lawyers in a motel to you know, write out his final, like, report that would make this pass so they could sell it, mm -hmm. right? Um, the problem is, nothing that he did was illegal. Yeah. Um, and they didn't, I think a lot of people, when they think of, like, corruption, and they think of just straight bribery. Like, okay, so someone at Purdue Pharma must have given Curtis Wright a check for half a million dollars and said, now you, you know, pass our thing for us so our product can go to market. Yeah. No, it, it's the same thing that they've been doing for years that Jack Abramoff called out when he got out of prison. No, what you do is you make your connections with these people and just, you know, if they're you're kind to them and they're kind to you, you might offer them a job in a few years. And they offered him a job of and, 400K. Um, I can't remember the exact figure, but yeah, I mean, Abramoff talked about this openly when he came out of prison. Like, we, I would directly say to people, like, staffers, what are you making here? You know, like, 50000 a year? You could come work for us and make half a million in one year. You know, get a million sign-on bonus. <laughs> uh, this shit's not illegal, and... Um, I guess that it's that kind of stuff for a lot of people. Maybe it's just too boring, uh, you know, to look at like the structure, structural problems. You know. Why would you why do you say that? Well, because it's all out there, like um, like congressional fundraising. Yeah. You know, I I didn't know until I watched um, this. Uh, it was a sixty minute special from like what's it like twenty sixteen, um, where they were just talking to Congress people about the way that congressional fundraising works. And how, um, like, basically they found, like, um, Congress people will work, like, nine, ten hours a day and only about two hours a day spent on actual, like, legislation. The rest of their time, they're basically... Fundraising. Um, yeah, they're, they're fundraising. They're basically, like, telemarketers, you know. It's, like, the big part of their job. And, like, you have to raise X amount of dollars per month uh, or we won't support you for... Re or per day, or we won't support you for re-election. Like, structural problems. You know, if you have to raise, say, $15,000 per day, uh, or you're going to lose all of your positions of power, influence, 
um, in Congress, or they're not going to support you for your election, you're out of a job. Like, the system itself and the way that it functions um, perpetuates that. And those are things that can be addressed. Sorry, I'm getting a little worked up now. It's really good, that special. Like, they went, like, um, with, like, secret cameras, like, behind, into these, like, fundraising houses, and that was good stuff. I'll link it in the description. Well, you say that. I'll remember. <laughs> um, and 60 Minutes, you... like, major, just to put a point on that, you know, major news organization. Um, and the thing is, you know, how does it really work? I mean, if, how do you get more people to know about that? Like that specific problem. Well, the problem is like it, you know, it was on national news. Um, if people were really interested, they would click on the video, they would watch it, they would make a fuss about it. So then it would get repeated, the story would come back. We're not interested in that, we're interested in... So you're uh, saying that the problem is people? Uh, yeah, more or less. Actually, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I think so. Um, you also said that we know about this stuff, the stuff we can do. Mm -hmm. But really what you mean is the stuff we can do is uh, it, it becomes a nationally talked about political issue where someone from a party, from one of the parties or a new party takes the mantle. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to happen. No, or an existing member of the party, you know, I mean, I, the truth is what it would really take, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe what it really takes is like, you know, if all these people were out of a job, like, I'm not going to vote for anybody who doesn't um, mm -hmm. commit that they will enact a lifetime ban on lobbying for the industry that you formerly have regulated. Uh, that is a, a structural fix for a structural problem. But that's not what it gets people excited about when it comes to voting, you know. So you're saying the only way that this is going to be addressed is if there is some sort of national crisis? I mean, I guess, you know. Yeah. Or some kind of consensus, and yeah, I just think we're not very good at that. So I don't know. You mean as Americans or as people? As because mm, it's not just America. No, of course not. No. Um, yeah, I mean, why, you know, why aren't people worked up still about Citizens United, about dark money? You know, like, do we want democracy or do we want um, people with money to make all the decisions for us? You know. Ah, but that is democracy, you see, because you vote by buying the product. Yeah. And the product. And if you don't have enough money, then, uh, you know, make more money. Just make more money. Be born Alexander Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry, a bit of a rent there. You can take whatever you want, but you better not take it from me. <laughs> um, well, I kind of, um, we haven't got this written down. But that makes me think of, obviously, on sort of the, the opposite end, I suppose, the superficial end, the whole sniper wolf thing. Oh, yeah. Where a um, YouTuber called Sniper Wolf, who's been around for ages. SS Sniper Wolf. SS Sniper Wolf. No, no, no. Didn't we decide it was S Snipe RW Ulf was how to pronounce her name? Ulf. So Ulf, Ulf is a YouTuber, Cyberwolf is a YouTuber who uh, doxed another YouTuber, like mm -hmm. turned up outside his house because he'd been criticizing for a bit. Mm -hmm. It's not like super interesting to me, but uh, a lot of people were very angry about it because mm -hmm. YouTube didn't do anything. 
uh, YouTube didn't even acknowledge that yeah. what you know. I mean, what she did was illegal. She went outside this guy's house and streamed his house in front yeah. of. You know, she's got an audience of like five million people on Instagram where she did it. Mm. Um, and people have been complaining about that to YouTube on mm. Twitter and things like that for a, a week. YouTube even put out, what was that tweet you showed me about a, an official YouTube tweet saying, is it too meta if we start doing reaction videos about reaction videos? Yeah. And this was like, I think like a couple of days after this whole thing erupted. So has the last person that that YouTube PR goon, has the last time they logged on, was that like 2016 or something? I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, like, I, I could call up um, the CEO of YouTube and start going on about like, yeah, what I could do, right? I've got this idea, right? I could do like a commentary on... A video game, and they'd be like, "My God, mm. that is genius!" Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, just sorry. Just like, what if we did a react video to a react video? Like, no one's done that. Yeah. I like, know. no one was doing that ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought react videos were dead, but whatever. I guess not. Mm. Well, what I was gonna say, that it made me think about that because, like, people are rightly pissed off, mm -hmm. and like at at YouTube, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know, and now they've, oh, they've temporarily suspended her ad income, not even suspended her channel. YouTube has ads all the time for Shein, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, a massive uh, Chinese uh, fashion company that has been provably linked to sweatshops. Child labor. Child labor. You know, absolutely appalling, appalling conditions. Yeah. Um, Nungu's a fucking shit. Uh, last I looked, they were still running Andrew Tate ads for his pyramid scheme. The Twin yeah. Flame video that yeah. came out. Yeah, they still got ads up, yeah. We looked it up on YouTube. The first thing that came up was an ad for them. Yeah, for people that are encouraging stalking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a weak experiment we might have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could put an ad up for YouTube and spend like five bucks. Mm-hmm. And just put anything in it. I mean, that'd be a you great mean, way to get myself fucking yeah, kicked off the mean, platform. Yeah. yeah. But. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, I saw some people on Twitter, like, saying something similar. Like, why doesn't somebody who has a, you know, small channel with nothing to lose do a doxing sniper wolf video and um, just see if, you know, if they get the same response? Because uh, some people were saying that they've, like, that they're possibly changing their terms of service to accommodate her now. I don't know exactly how true that is, but I saw people posting, like, um, chat logs with YouTube support asking, um, they were, like, asking for a friend if I want to, um, go to somebody's house and, uh, another YouTuber and dox them outside their house, uh, to five million followers, um, would that be okay under YouTube's terms of service? And getting responses back that were like, well, that would be outside of our purview kind of thing. But their terms of service have previously, I mean, did say that, you know, say that... If you were a dickhead offline, con you could be fucked. Yeah, say, yeah exactly. Saying yeah. that your uh, conduct outside of the platform can be used against you as well if it's endangering uh, the creator community or other creators or viewers or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same answer as it always is. She makes loads of money for them. Does she so. make... I mean, she obviously she does make loads of money for them. Yeah. But... 
in the grand scheme of things, she doesn't make loads of money for them. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's people way bigger than her, and there's also, like, tons of yeah. smaller channels, there's like us, who collectively probably you know, make a lot of money for them. Yeah, but I'd say like, there's, ton, there's tons of people... I know she's very big, but there's tons of people in that category, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not I mean, like she's the like oh she's the number you know num in the top five YouTubers yeah. not at I, all. Maybe it's more about embarrassment. They've featured her at conventions and stuff. They've like actively promoted her channel. I don't know. I don't know what who's making the decisions on this. <laughs> what do you think? Um, well, about the making well, I don't know who's making decisions, but I know they've always always tried to have really vague policies to deliberately stop people skirting around them yeah. and ending up with a problem of there's yeah, loads I know of people mean. doing shit that's technically okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, there is a reason that you'd make it vague like that. Yeah, like, I saw the wording of the um, that particular part of the terms of service, and um, it was like, we may take action to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's open to their discretion. So. You know, but they can't be bothered to look at my what? Go ahead. What yeah. we can say? Nothing. My video about conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and see that it's not. Is that what you knew I was going to say? Yeah. Why? Because that was frustrating. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. for me, that's an occupational hazard. It is. You know, right? I'm not it, like angry about it. It but... happens rarely enough that yeah. you know you just have to take it, but it's still like. Um, that doesn't seem fair. Well, it definitely discourages a, you. What about from... um, if you're you have a <laughs> content creator who on another platform is possibly grooming children, and there's video of it? Is that not a problem? Who are you talking about? That sniper wolf thing. Right. Where she's asked, um, like talking about flashing kids, like teenagers, on whatever that app is. Uh, anyway. Uh... Remember when PewDiePie said the N-word? I do, the adpocalypse, yeah. But they didn't kick him off. Yeah, yeah. But didn't ad revenue drop for everybody? It was right before I started, that. so I have no idea. Right, okay. That, that's what people were saying. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I, well, I think it was going to happen anyway. Mm -hmm. I think it was all overinflated and it was like the perfect excuse. Yeah, right. Yeah, that may be the case. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I sure do remember that. Remember Logan Paul showing dead bodies on his channel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, yeah, so there you go. If there was an alternative to YouTube, I would do it. Yeah, like a, a legitimate one. Like a legitimate like, one, not, not just... Not Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Rumble... Yeah, not Rumble. God, no. No, if there was a real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I logged onto YouTube the other day. I always do it in private because I like to see what it feeds. Yeah. And it was, um, it wasn't an ad, but it was a 50, sorry, a, it was like a 30 minute video filmed in portrait format. Mm -hmm. uh, it had 500,000 views and it was called something like um, Islam and Children. Mm hmm. And it was just like verses from the Quran and like why you should. Oh no, it was, sorry, it was called um, something like Islam and Young Women Today. Mm -hmm. 
And it was just, yeah, it was just about like, you know, why you should be ashamed of yourself for having titties. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, what was that thing that we um, watched, like, I want to say like 15 minutes of a while back? The, uh... The guy who was like, I should be allowed to have sex with teenagers. Oh, yeah. And, and made a whole documentary about it. Um, that had been on Netflix for years. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it got taken down. And we yeah. found it on YouTube. Yeah, because I, that's what um, made me think of it. That's right. Because I was like, I kept seeing that like on Netflix, like scrolling by, like, what the fuck is that? Um, and it's like, do they still have that? And then they didn't have it. So then I was like dedicated to trying to find it. And then we didn't even watch all <laughs> of it. If Netflix removes it. Oh, it was intolerable. It yeah. was it was like, uh, well, the thing was that uh, people in the past used to only live to thirty, so you'd need to, you you know, you'd need to be like pregnant at fourteen, fifteen for mm -hmm. things to work. So what is a pedophile? And that's when women are the most attractive. Let's all be honest. It was crazy. Um, yeah, we should stop talking about that topic so, since YouTube can't tell the difference anymore. Uh, <laughs> if it ever could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the stuff that's out there, I mean, what can you do, I guess? I oh, I have a few ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yes, I'm just seeing what's on the, the list next. That's funny. Oh, oh, yes, you're coming right back. Renfield. That's not what's on the list next. Can we take a break first? Sure. Okay. Why? I'm gonna make some more tea water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Five minutes later. We're back. So, what was the next thing on the list? Snow White by the Daily Wire. By Benke. By Ben Shapiro. By Benke. Yeah, Benke. Tell us about that. Oh, who is a founder and controller of that? Chris Wilkes. The Wilkes Brothers, mm -hmm. uh, who are multi-billionaires, I think they're, I can't remember, they're, I, I, want, I wanted to say they're the biggest private landowners in America, I know they're one of the biggest at one least. One of the biggest, yeah. Uh, and they have a, a church where they preach that, you know, just normal things, you know, women should shut the fuck up and mm -hmm. all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Gay. They're fracking billionaires as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fracking billionaires. Gay, yeah, that's something, one of their something about, gay. Something about gay people, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh -huh. yeah, well, uh, so, yeah, I just came across this and thought it was funny and worth a mention. Um, Disney's making a new live-action Snow White movie, which I'm sure will be horrible, like all their live-action stuff has been. Um, remakes, that is. Mm -hmm. Um... But not for the reasons that, um, like, the Daily Wire people think. Like, this is woke. Um, just because they're not fun and awful. Uh, so, the Daily Wire uh, spent, I've just seen millions, didn't say how much, to make their own Snow White movie. Um, I can't remember, I think it's going to release on their website or something. Starring um, Ben Shapiro's co-host. That girl, this girl, that was doing this all the time, remember? Ah, whatever. Um, and we watched the trailer and uh, don't really care. I thought the autotune was hilarious. 
on the singing that was in it. We watched the trailer um, for Snow White. Yeah. By from, them. Yeah, but it, right. it was more like a preview. It was like a teaser. Teaser. Yeah. yeah, there was like nothing in it, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? So Disney are releasing one, so they're releasing one kind of yeah. at the same time. Um, people were mad at something about the actress of the Disney one, um, who's a Latina lady. Something about, I don't know, her in the press talking about woke stuff. I didn't really care, so I didn't look. What do you mean, talking about woke stuff? I can't remember. You mean um, she was for woke stuff, or she was like, woke stuff? Doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, I, I can't recall. But something about they're mad about the casting of the Disney one and it being woke. Uh, I mean, because she's not super white. She looked, I mean, she looked pretty pale to me. But Latin, Latinx, yeah, that's not white. Yeah, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, they clearly should have got, like, uh, a Central African woman albino. <laughs> like, made someone, like, really white. Uh-huh. Just troll. Like, I mean, like, uh, you know, so albino <laughs> they have, like, red eyes. <laughs> It's Powder, <laughs> the same actor. Remember that movie Powder? The dude with all the white skin and he has telekinesis. We watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what my thoughts are. Just, it's, I find it hilarious that people want to get in big arguments over like children's movies. Um, yeah, but this isn't... They're just making Snow White. They're not having an argument. No, What's but it's it's in reaction to yeah. Disney making one. But no, I mean maybe it'll be really good. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. I'm not going to see it either. Anyways, I'm not going to see the Disney one either. Well, I mean the only <laughs> thing I really have to say about it is the preview. The preview. I didn't realize, but the thumbnail is Brett Cooper mm -hmm. playing Snow White. Mm -hmm. You know, in a Snow White dress, like. Mm -hmm. Um. But then, so I didn't realise that, so then the preview is, like, lots of kind of nice shots of, like, birds chirping and... Forest. Forest yeah. and... Mm -hmm. La, 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 singing. Sure. And then we get a bit, you know, a shot of Snow White, but we can't see her head. Mm -hmm. And it comes up, and then as it comes up, we get this swell of music. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like the Batman trailer music. <laughs> yeah. As she turns her head. To look at the camera, yeah. And it... And it's done, oh, yeah. like it's meant to be like a reveal, mm -hmm. like look who we've got, we've got mm -hmm. fucking Queen Latifah, sort yeah. of thing, um, which, which is really funny that it's on, it's in the thumbnail anyway, but um, but yeah, just, you know, she she looks a bit like Ben Shapiro, no one's fault, she looks a bit like Ben Shapiro, and when she turned around, there was half a second where I thought it was Ben Shapiro. In a wig. And I was like, <laughs> fucking take my money. I, I would watch that I would heartbeat. watch the fuck out of that. That would be great. If he was just, it wasn't political, he was just having a laugh. Yeah, that would be really funny. Uh, yeah, take my money. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> Maybe that should be um, what it, we should do. We it should wasn't just a... that she looks like him, it was the smile she did. Mm -hmm. Which almost, for half a second, it was like Ben Shapiro being like, see? We should make a Snow White movie starring you. I'm a hot woman. <laughs> starring me? Yeah, as Snow White. Yes. And the caption can be, cocaine doesn't steal itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's make that. Let's just make Cocaine <laughs> George. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. ab about a deranged George in the woods mm -hmm. that gets into some cocaine. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, starts screaming about the fucking... 
Seventh Amendment or something. I'm into this. Yeah. 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 We'll method it. Method it. We'll do a Kickstarter <laughs> where it's just like 50 grand for cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I know. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, that's illegal, so we should do it in a country where it is legal. Mm-hmm. Which right. is international waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'd have to think about what U.S. immigration will think of that. What's their policy on going to another country and doing drugs? They're weird about stuff. Yeah, well, we wouldn't tell them, would we? We'd... Dear yeah. sirs. Yeah. Um, $50,000 for... What would you put in the Kickstarter then? Because it would be on... You know, you have to see it, so... For sugar cookies. Morale. Morale. <laughs> 50000 for morale. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when I did my immigration stuff and they were like, have you ever been part of the Nazi party? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> have you ever been part of the Taliban? Mm-hmm. You ever been part of the National Socialist uh, Party? Yeah, you're, yeah, you ever been a member of the Taliban? <laughs> I do remember that. That was some stressful shit. I bet they'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I don't know. You ever tried to sit down in a room with people and uh, explain to a total stranger um, that your marriage is real? <laughs> and you love the Israel. Person. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that your marriage is real. Here are some photos and... Yeah. 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 It's like, well, shit. And all of my photos are just you and the dog. <laughs> You're married to this dog, that's for sure. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there yeah. anything else you want to say about that? No, just, yeah, stressful and, you know, yes, our marriage is real and here's $2,000 or whatever it was. And now to have anxiety about this for the next four years. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the interview day was really interesting because we went from extremely friendly security guard mm, to, like, extremely belligerent uh, old lady bitch behind... Counter. Not the woman who interviewed us. Yeah, yeah. But the oh, yeah, like receptionist or yeah. whatever. Yeah, remember? Yeah. I don't really remember that part now. Yeah. Um, no, I remember that security guard, though. I'll always remember that. Yeah. He was very welcoming. He was very cool. <laughs> hey, well, brother, where are you? Brother! <laughs> Good to have you, brother. Oh, damn, thanks for that. Yeah. Stress minus ten. Shriners stick together. Shriners, I mean. Shriners? Never mind, never mind. Renfield. Uh, oh, yeah, Renfield. We watched that, yeah. Um, you have nothing else to say about Snow White? I mean, I don't. Um, you know, the whole thing of them doing it with the money that they've obviously... I mean, we looked into their taxes, which are all public mm -hmm. and on their site. And, you know, they've... say You know, same with Prager U. They've built up a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like, I like that idea. Mm -hmm. You know, of... I have a website and it's popular and I make money and mm -hmm. save up my money and do a film. Yeah. And not raise... You know, they not raise the money... Mm -hmm. I like that. It's just, you know, it's obviously, you know, extremely, got an extreme political bent, mm -hmm. you would think, is why they're making yeah. it. But the, their argument, would, I'm sure, would be, no, all the mainstream movies coming out have an extreme political bent, so we're just trying to balance the scale with something more traditional or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Sorry, continue. No, I mean, they would argue that, sure. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, no, I'm just saying that I, I'm not against them doing it, exactly, um, but I suspect it will be fun for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish them well, you know, they, it's, you know, okay, they've got, like, conservative, like, real 
ugh, grease money behind them mm-hmm. to do it. But it is an independent thing. Yeah. But it's kind of like as unindependent as you can be whilst being independent. I get you. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Hey, good luck to them. Making a movie's hard. Um, especially when you don't have all the money in the world. Uh, you know, like, which Disney kind of does. I mean, um, you know who really proved himself by making, um, you know, quite a, quite a thematic, quirky little movie? Who? Not so long ago. Who would be good for stuff like this? Hmm. Neil Breen. I would love to see more Neil Breen movies. I want to see Neil Breen Snow White. I want to see Neil Breen direct somebody else's script. Yeah, yeah, where it's not just the same thing every time. But that kind of adds to the charm as well. I mean, same theme. God, what was the one where at the end, like, all these corporate executives are shooting themselves? (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, he has another movie coming out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I saw somewhere. I can't remember what it's called. But I can probably tell you what it's about <laughs> without knowing. Neil Breen. <laughs> yeah. Renfield? Yeah, Renfield. What'd you think? What is it first? It's a movie. Um, sorry, Nicolas Cage. It's a movie. Dracula. Dracula. Um, and he's uh, in... Modern day Dracula. Modern day Dracula. Um, and Renfield, his assistant, whatever, uh, is in an abusive relationship with him and is like going to therapy and stuff. And is and Renfield is like a hundred and thirty years old or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, a comedy. Yeah, horror comedy, I guess. It yeah. is a comedy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. I thought Nicolas Cage was really funny. Not enough of him. Um. Yeah, like over. You want to get this over with, huh? No, no. I mean, what what do you have to say? Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. You're you're right. I I, I don't think I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I liked a lot of it for not liking it. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, the the idea's fun of mm. it's about Renfield, Dracula's assistant slash familiar, you know, in the style of Smithers, mm-hmm. my master, sort of thing. Um, but it, yeah, I, I'm interested kind of in like uh, how it came to be because the first 15 minutes, there's so much exposition of the character Renfield telling us how things work mm. and you know, oh, I, Dracula gets his power from blood, I get my power from eating spiders and creepy crawlies mm-hmm. and all of this and, and like, you know, I, I would have gathered you got your power from eating creepy crawlies, dude, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do it and then you hulk out. Mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of like telling me, not showing me and it almost felt like it was at one point going to be a series or something. Mm-hmm. Um, with that amount of exposition that we didn't need. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that it was just trying to go for a style of like, um, I don't know, like what's what's the right term? Like a, like a sort of diary journal-esque kind of, I don't know, how you'd start like a, like a coming of age story or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, it didn't really work for me either. I kind of felt like not necessarily like they meant for it to be a series or something, but I kind of wish that I'd seen more of that movie. You know, like them meeting and... I don't know. Go on, sorry. I don't have loads to say. Um, 
what I did like about it was, I mean, I didn't love the fight scenes, but the fight scenes were definitely meant to be funny. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a mistake sometimes, like, action comedies make where they forget about the comedy during the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, you know, I don't know, we really like Rush Hour and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that does both of them really well, where it feels like, yeah. you know, there's some real cool action going on. Well, it's a lot of that's Jackie cool Chan. Well, yeah, well. I know, but it's yeah. also funny as it's, well. Like physical comedy is, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like if Zeus was a clown. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if Bruce Lee was a clown. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I like the Nicolas Cage stuff as Dracula. It was really funny and yeah, it was over the top and like a, a your kind of classic Nicolas Cage. Performance, yeah. what he I guess is known for now mostly, yeah. The, uh, very funny, yeah. The, the idea was funny. Um, I thought the character of Renfield was kind of boring and mm -hmm. there wasn't really a lot to him. Like, he's been happy to be Dracula's undead assistant for a mm -hmm. hundred years and then suddenly, like, you know, he's responsible for like thousands of people's deaths. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it's like, oh, well, this isn't great. Um, and Dracula decides that he doesn't just want to live in a castle, a.k.a. hotel, anymore. Mm -hmm. He wants to rule the world. So he gets involved in, like, some local crime people. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, and I think it would be better if it was going to be, um, it turns out Renfield's the mastermind. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, Maid Marion. Did you ever see that? Probably um, not. No, I haven't. I've heard you talk about it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's like a 90s kids' TV show um, about Robin Hood and Maid Marian, mm -hmm. but he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's like the mastermind and the archer and everything, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's the one who becomes the legend. I thought it would be like that, like, actually, Dracula's an idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's just into sucking blood, and Ren feels like, you know, we could... You know, you, you, you know how to speak, like, 20 languages, my lord. You're a thousand years old. Like, mm -hmm. we could do so much more. And yeah. I thought it'd be something like that. Um, I also thought maybe it would be, like, yeah, Renfield's the evil one, and Dracula ends up as the protagonist who has to take him down. Mm -hmm. Like, Dracula's like, no, I just want to suck people's blood. I don't want to rule the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, he just wants a simple life of... Of sucking peasants' blood. Yeah, yeah. and then going back to sleep. Yeah, whatever. for a bit, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, that does sound fun. Uh, but whatever, it just needed more Dracula. Yeah, that was my main thing that I went away from it with, was like, just needed more of Nick Cage doing his Nick Cage thing, because that was pretty great. Um, and then every time he's gone, it's like, when's he coming back? You know? But yeah, it was alright. That's, that's what we'll do. We'll kickstart, right? Million dollars, uh, eight hundred grand of that for Nick Cage, hundred <laughs> grand of that for morale, for morale, right? Hundred <laughs> grand of that for uh, me, and I'll just it'll just be an hour and a half of Nick Cage, and the whole it, we, there's no twist we'll, for, from the very beginning. This is an hour and a half of Nick Cage reciting the alphabet more and more belligerently every mm -hmm. time until mm -hmm. he's like bleeding. Mm -hmm. That that I would watch that. Did you ever see... A, B, C, D! I would enjoy that as well. What is that from? Isn't that... That's isn't he in a movie doing that? Yeah, and he's yeah. a vampire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, already? A movie that's been made? But it's not 90 minutes, baby! Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was going to ask, have you ever seen Mandy? We didn't watch that, did we? No. I thought a lot of people liked that. It's supposed yeah. to be another crazy Nick Cage performance. I might have to try and check that out sometime. Yeah. Mm. But if I start it, right, I, I know they're not going to do what I want, but if I start it and it's some fucking generic pop music, mm -hmm. right, it's going off. Because clearly what you should have done is start, because there's no need to be hyper-violent, you should have straight put that up on Barry Manilow. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mandy! Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it does, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Maybe you it don't does. know. Maybe the Mandy is actually ecstasy. And mm. Nick Cage is having a great time. Yeah. I love you! <laughs> <laughs> so this is a wedding. <laughs> yeah, okay. What next? For him's for hers. Oh yeah, you tell. Because I barely remember this. We um. were watching Columbo recently on Freevee. Mm -hmm. Is Freevee just an Amazon thing? Uh, I don't know, actually. Maybe they probably have their own app, too. I don't know. Yeah, free streaming, you have to watch ads. Occasionally, yeah. it's yeah. It's not that bad. It's Compar I mean, it comparable to you know. what you would see on TV, I'd say. And but not, not as long, usually. It depends. seems to me that there are fewer ads later at night. Mm. Um, but I, I can't verify that. Mm -hmm. But definitely the ads change after 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. I've almost timed it now. Because mm -hmm. we, we all just have Columbo on all day now. That's my life. And after <laughs> Columbo, uh, it will be Lovejoy. Um, for his, so for him, it's for her. So uh, two of the ads I got back to back, and I've seen them multiple times, not back to back, mm -hmm. uh, was for him's. And it starts off like, every, every guy gets erection problems sometimes. Every dude gets an erect... Very few dudes can get an erect penis and maintain it. <laughs> right. It's really rare. Uh -huh, um, right. You know, most people throughout history have been thumbing in softies. It, it, it's a dick pill ad, uh -huh. um, and <coughs> which is which is fine. You know, um, I can't. Rem I, I don't know if he even says the name of the medication. It's just for hims. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, uh, I guess you don't want to go to the doctor to get Viagra for some reason because mm -hmm. you need to go to the doctor to get Viagra. So get, you know. An over-the-counter medication, right? Okay. Uh, delivered to your door. Well, that, if it's a, from the supplement industry, it'll definitely be legit. And the whole the whole thing, as well as like discreet packaging. Mm -hmm. But then before that, like the one minute before that, is like something to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. I just no, I you know I, I want the postman to know like dick pills. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go get it from him, the UPS guy, you're like, it's right. <laughs> okay. I can be hard for a, whenever I want, as long as I want, given thirty minutes notice. So there was that, and then okay. s straight afterwards, so that that's just got got you know an actor in it, mm -hmm. whatever. And then the one afterwards has Kirsten Bell, mm -hmm. well known actor, mm -hmm. um, advertising for hers. Mm -hmm. Right. So for him's dick pill. Dick pill for hers. What's for hers? Is what that a pussy it? pill? What would that be? What is it? I'd love the idea of like, you're right girls. A lot of people don't know this, but women get uh, sexual, um, what do you call it? Performance issues too. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the difference is they don't get wet. Mm -hmm. That's a normal thing. Uh, the difference is no one cares. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh -huh. It ain't gonna stop nobody. <laughs> My wife, a doctor. 
<laughs> says that yeah. it's a major medical problem. No, for hers, mm -hmm. uh, in the same line of like, everyone has dick problems. It's uh, women. It's normal to feel stressed. It's normal to be anxious. Anxiety builds. Right. Okay. And it and the commercials. I'm pretty sure I was asleep when this was happening. Yeah. Um, are they definitely the same company? I mean, for him's, for hers, I guess it must be. Uh, they're using the same... They're not definitely the same company, but it's mm. a bizarre coincidence because the marketing looks the same. Okay, right. Well, then the names would make me think it's the same company. What if it's the same um, pill bottle and it's just um, melatonin? Oh. <laughs> uh... What would get your dick hard and be an anti-anxiety? That's an interesting question. Um... Hmm. I... don't know. Not really qualified to speak on one of those. It's just one big beta blocker. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> What's some other stuff that they could sell under the same... in the same bottle but labeled for him's for hers? Other stuff they could okay, or other like instead problems they of could the, solve. No, I'm, I don't mean other problems they can solve. Like, just say that you order it from that commercial, and mm -hmm. one's meant to be a dick pill, and one is a women's anxiety pill. But for production reason, they need to be the exact same pill. Yeah, yeah. Because um, then you just, you know, you just change the label, but it's the same pills, and then... But people, people are going to know when their dick doesn't get hard. Process. I don't know, I mean... Hmm... It's a subjective thing, I would think, so maybe it's uh, what is susceptible to the placebo effect, maybe. You know, you take it like, oh yeah, this is working. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I just thought that was worth mentioning. It was curious. Yeah, I mean, late night commercials are definitely pretty funny, and always have been. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. What are you thinking? Um, I mean... God, we're some good Priest ones. chat. Uh, um, oh, uh, the one for the VHS tape about shooting varmint. RLM watched it for one of their episodes, um, for Best of the Worst. And you saw it on TV. I saw, uh, yeah, there were, um, infomercials for it late at night. It'd be like 30 minutes of just, like, shooting varmints. You can buy it $19.99. You know, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Um, there used to be some crazy shit on, like, late night TV. Uh, especially, like, I don't know, is infomercial still a thing? I haven't, like, watched regular TV in so long. I don't know, I don't know what goes on over there anymore. I, I remember, uh, in Holland watching TV, like, after 10, you start getting the, like, porno commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but, we had that too. But they were a bit different, because they were, like, uh... You'd just be watching, I remember watching in Holland, I remember watching The Fresh Prince, and then it went to an ad and it was like a woman with her boobies out, mm -hmm. like quite, a, you know, there's a lot shown, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I remember, always remember it was like, whatever the phone number was, mm -hmm. you know, like have some sexy chat with someone, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, 800, blah, 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 mm -hmm. and then in English, this was like, derpeter, derpeter, call this number. Horny, Jack Horny student, Horny, Jack Horny. <laughs> what? what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> horny, Jack Horny. Uh -huh. Horny, Jack. Horny. Right. Yeah, don't know, just remember it. Yeah, yeah, we had those like 
1-900 number of commercials too. Here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other good... Phone whack. Like, infomercials. Set it and forget it. The Ronco rotisserie. It's like, you can make a great chicken. It'd be like an hour of this, you know. And like, and you get these special gloves that are burn resistant. And then they like zoom in and he's got like three band-aids on his finger. <laughs> he used to sit up watching that shit. That was funny. But isn't, that's not a commercial though, right? That's Infomercial. Yeah, but that's on the shopping channel. No. Oh, right. No, like, like after regular TV stuff was over on, um, I'm trying to think of like an example of a channel. No, it'd be like 1 a.m. And instead of like the boo, they would just have infomercials like back to back. No, I do remember that. I remember watching ITV in Britain and they had one of those and it was like 90 minutes of music like someone had made to be appalling. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, what you can expect on ITV, 7.30, Coronation Street, as fucking usual. Eight, the fucking news, just shit like that. And then it would break to a 90 second commercial of like an enormous bald man doing weights, mm -hmm. going like, no one can take my super mega, super mega fast sausage workout routine. 99% of people drop out, but the people who don't drop out end up looking really fit. Yeah, yeah, right. Sort of thing. <gasps> I thought of one that you might enjoy that was funny. Unless I just dreamed this, but I'm pretty sure this was real. Flea uh, Market. An infomercial that I saw, this would have been probably like, like 18 years ago or some shit, um, that was uh, for a cat aerobics series. It's how to exercise with your cats. And it's just like, order these videos, and it's just a lady like holding her cat, like doing squats, and these cats looking pissed. And it's like, it's good for both of you, your cat will love it. <laughs> and just cats looking like really angry. Why is that so funny? <laughs> uh, like doing hammer. It literally was stuff like that, like, meow. <laughs> oh, cool, okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones too. Mm. There's always like juices and slices. Yeah, that's what's garbage. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be on an infomercial. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I guess you started getting a lot of the MLN stuff kind of around that time, like Nutrisystem kind of shit, you know. God. Well, speaking of infomercials, Frasier, episode three. Oh, yeah. It's funny, I actually forgot we were going to talk about that. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> So, sum up the episode for us. I honestly cannot remember for the shit of me, uh, and we just watched it um, two days ago. Can you remember what happened? Oh, yeah, I do actually remember it, because um, there was a bit that was actually really funny, and we were like, I wish that this was what the whole show was. Do you remember? Yeah. Can you explain it? Um, so Frasier goes back to work at Harvard, um, but for some reason the students at Harvard want Frasier to be, to perform like Dr. His, Phil, t yeah, his which TV is character. kind of meant to apparently be what he ended up as. He had a TV series in Chicago, mm -hmm. and we have like two minutes where we see it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's exactly like Dr. Phil. Um, <laughs> yes. Like actually even a little bit more stupid. We even um, go from season one to season ten or whatever, the mm -hmm. show is, mm -hmm. to show how it descends into... Uh, commercial madness. Yeah. 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 That was actually hilarious. Like I, I really wish that that's what this show was. 
It's like he's actually been doing this TV show, um, you know, being like a Dr. Phil type character, um, or like a Dr. Oz character or something, you know, like, this is what the proper shape of what your poop should look like, you know, <laughs> join my mailing list. Um, stuff like that, because that was actually funny, and I would have enjoyed it, and I think you could have done a lot with that, like, story-wise, like him having to have some kind of an arc, you know, which I'm guessing in this he will not. Which, you know, he didn't in the original series have an arc anywhere either, so... I suppose but it's, not. it's less, you know... I mean, maybe that's that's even more a missed opportunity. I don't know if this would... You see, again, the only way to win is not to play. <laughs> um, I don't know if it would have worked for a series, but if they'd have done a Frasier film... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could have had the whole bit where he's doing his big commercial, I'm famous and rich now, but what a sellout show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where there's a bit where maybe he's watching, you know, Dr. Gillian McKeith analyse someone's shit, mm -hmm. and he knows it's bullshit, and you could just have him looking at her, you know, hello darkness, my old friend, yeah. sort of thing. And you could even in a funny in, way. Yeah, and you could throw in, like, bits of, like, actual parody that could be funny, like, Fraser talks about running for... Congress and he, to do this he makes a video where he goes to Kroger and talks about how Everything is so expensive and the food nowadays. Look look at this gourmet hummus <laughs> $13 you can barely buy anything. Yeah, remember that I Dr. Oz barely afford a tartiflette. No, did Dr. Oz say that? He did yeah, he did like some video God did he give up on all that? He was gonna run for Congress or governor or something I don't remember because it was a joke um, and he like made a video where he's talking about how expensive food is and he's like, it's so expensive to make a crudite tray, you know, like, it was just funny, like pointing out like, look, this pre-made guacamole, like, crap that I think a lot of average Americans don't buy, you know, because it's like, you know, shit for like an expensive dinner party. Yeah. Kind of thing. I've definitely told this one before. Uh, Peter Mandelson, who is Tony Blair's spin doctor, an incredibly powerful non-elected politician. Mm -hmm. In the 2000s, they were trying to parachute him into a, a safe seat. Because mm -hmm. he wasn't very popular, although he was politically astute. He wasn't very popular. Um, and they did like a campaign video, I remember. And he, he goes to a fish and chip shop. To show you, you know, he's a working class guy, mm -hmm. grew up Scottish, all this. He goes into a fish and chip shop and he points at the mushy peas mm -hmm. and goes, Oh, look, guacamole! <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a student, I, uh, dinner I would have sometimes would be uh, fish fingers and a tin of mushy peas. Mm hmm. The whole thing cost me like 80p. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of $11,000 a year, Columbo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been watching Columbo. Sorry, did you have more anyway. to say about... No, I just, I wish that we got more of that. Um... Oh, and Fraser. <coughs> yeah, we were talking about Fraser. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I think um, it's very soft and it's making fun of Frasier as a character whereas in the original series I feel like they it was more funny because like yeah he's this um like pompous dude who thinks very highly of himself that you can still sympathize with 
um, you know, who does all kinds of like ridiculous things in relationships and jobs and like she should know better. You're a psychiatrist. Um, he's not like out him, to hurt anyone, but he is. He's a doofus in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, they, there's a lot of like making the show and the jokes like making fun of Frasier in the original series that makes it like makes him more endearing as a character and makes the show more funny. And the, it just feels so like softball in this. Like, um, I don't know, we don't, it's just not the same, you know? Yeah, it's not mm. the same. It's not the same, yeah, that's it. There's a bit where they mention, uh, or his son says, didn't you and Uncle Miles open up a restaurant and close it in a day? Oh yeah, and it yeah. it made me think like, we, oh, I wish we were watching we were that both, Yeah, we were both like, ha, 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 that was a good show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say, just... You know, there was like a glimmer there of like, this is what I wish that we would have gotten. Yeah. Sad. I suppose. Columbo. Columbo's a great show. Yeah. You've never seen it before? I saw it as a kid at some point, like on TV. And um, like young, young enough kid that it wouldn't have appealed to me. But like sure. I remembered it. Um, and you definitely remember Columbo. So we were like, yeah. let's see if we can find it and watch some. Yep. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, what year was the first one? It's like 69 or the something? The pilot was 1968. Right. First mm -hmm. season was 71. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's Columbo about? Well, Columbo, um, Columbo is a uh, sort of disheveled detective mm -hmm. uh, who every week has to solve a crime uh, involving rich people murdering mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in L.A. In I L.A. Guess. in yeah. often a convoluted way where they are sure they've gotten away with it. And we see the actual murder like happen like toward the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So we the audience know what happened. And yeah. then Columbo comes in and like pieces it together. Yeah. Which you'd think wouldn't work. Like I would think. But it's a no mystery, but But it completely depends on the the writing and of the believability of how Columbo works it out. Mm -hmm. And definitely in the first Seasons. I don't. I can't remember how long it's good for. Maybe all seven that we've mm -hmm. got access to. But the later ones are crap. Mm -hmm. Okay. The one that's lived in the eighties and early nineties, man. Okay. But um, but yeah, he works it out, and he works it out in a way where you think, well, that was really clever, and mm -hmm. not, yeah, a leap. Yeah. yeah, and he's so um, like mild mannered, and um, how would you describe him? Like he's uh. He just kind of like talks people, like gently, respectfully talks people into backing themselves in a corner um, with the evidence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, what else do you have to say? Yeah, he's, uh, he's great. He's, uh, he's duplicitous. He's brutal. Mm -hmm. um, but never yells at anyone, you know, or... No. Yeah, yeah, and he has this whole like facade, like surely it's a facade, of like kind of being like bumbling and a little bit like, oh, that's why I like got my little notepad, oh, let me see here, what, what did I have to ask you about? Oh yeah, very important piece of evidence, you know. Yeah, I love him, and he's adorable. Yeah. Uh, every, like, having, what are, we're in like season three now. three now? Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where the little beats of Columbo, like, how he works, like, just make me smile every time, even when I know they're coming, like, in anticipation, where he's talking to, like, the guy that we know did it, or lady, or whatever, 
And um, he's like, well, you know, I just, uh, I just, you know, I got to take care of these little things. That's no big deal. Just little small details I got to wrap up. They make me do that at my job or they won't let me close the case, you know. Uh, but, okay, thanks for clearing that up. That explains that. And then he turns and walks through the door and then, just one more thing. And it's so, like, every time that he's going to a door, I get excited because he's going to turn around and be like, just one more thing, actually. Just one little thing. Yeah. It's very, it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and very, like, chill for something that's about murder. You know, yeah. It's quite quiet and, like, definitely dialogue-driven. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You you obviously know it way better than I do. Um this is my first time, like, really watching it, so... Yeah, I mean, I really like it, uh, you know, for the reasons you said. Yeah. Yeah. And... I like how... Go ahead, sorry. I like his dog. I like his dog, yeah. His uh, probably non-existent wife. In the first few seasons, In the definitely. first few seasons, yeah. He's always talking about, you know, who does care about that? My wife. She's always telling me, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it just comes across, yeah, like, um, this guy has no wife. No, I mean, you see in his apartment in the episode we watched yesterday, mm -hmm. it's like, that's a single man's apartment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Columbo and uh, I think William Link did decide at the beginning that it was bullshit. Yeah. But then as it progressed, it changed. Mm-hmm, right. Where... Cause, well, because I'm assuming that, I guess just as shows change, like different writers come in, different people take over. Uh, I think so, right? yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. some, you know, but, oh, your wife's on the phone. Mm -hmm. Eventually, like he doesn't have a wife. Yeah, That's like his I, shtick. I'm yeah, I'm definitely read it as he doesn't have a wife. It's just this shtick. Yeah, he just says that to people like I don't know to make them see him in a certain light or to um, like get a point out there without making it his point. You know, like yeah. my wife says, blah 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 blah. It's it's cute and clever. Yeah, yeah, um, and I hope that they never try and reboot it um because peter fork is columbo mm -hmm. we'll see but remember when we were watching the first yeah. few episodes god yeah if they did have to reboot it mm -hmm. i think they have to call it columbex right go on like latinx mm -hmm. to fill the fulfill the desires of the lead cyber john linguizamo yeah, uh, yeah. I also think that if they had to do a remake, it should be starring John Leguizamo. He could totally do the voice. Yeah, but it, yeah. but it also shouldn't be. It should be the same thing, the same demeanor. Sure, he could do it. Totally, mm -hmm. he could do it. But it should be like hyper futuristic, mm -hmm. right? Or something. It shouldn't be set in. Mm -hmm. they, well, they definitely shouldn't go back and like make it in the seventies. No. no. But but no, it should. I don't know. I don't know why I, why I want it to be futuristic, just... Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just think that fits with John Leguizamo. I can imagine him with like a metal jaw or something. Right, okay. <clears throat> Columbotron. Columbex. Columbex. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I do think that he could do the character. Um... But, yeah, also, it's a good thing to leave it alone, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, any, anything else about Columbo or anything else at all? Uh, I don't think I got anything, no. I like Columbo. Gonna watch some more of it. And I hope it stays good for a while. 
we'll see. Yeah, I was thinking for a while, and then there's a break, I think, where they stopped making them and then went back to it, and that's... Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'll be prepared for that. Yeah, well, you know. I really like the London one, where he's running around. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Too. I'd have been a lot more imp impressed if I'd have known when I was in London. Like, I mean, that bridge next to Westminster that he's on, that famous bridge, I walked across that like 300 times. Mm -hmm. I never felt anything like, oh, this is historical or anything. If I knew known Columbo had been there, I'd mm -hmm. have been in all... life-changing. Well, it wouldn't have been life-changing, but I'd have, you know... Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. I don't think I got anything else. Cool. Well... Yeah. There we go. Do you want to say anything about, uh, you finished Cyberpunk? Well, I finished ages ago. Yeah, I know. But did you not say anything about it? I can't remember. Uh, I finished Cyberpunk. Okay, all right. I well, don't. Damn. I finished Cyberpunk. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. I, you know, I uh, like the story. I don't love the story, but I like the story. Mm -hmm. It's convincing. Mm -hmm. And um, definitely looks lived in. Yeah, the setting was good. I, I yeah. Really, yeah. Okay, cool. No, Did you want to talk about city skylines too, and what you would like to see? Even though, um, oh no, I haven't really read enough about it yet, and. Um, I know you were telling me about it earlier, what some of the complaints are. I mean, eventually, perhaps, it's just I'm not going to buy it for a while because City Skylines, you know, if I have the craving to play, you know, a Cities game, I'll just go back to City Skylines. Yeah, I don't think you could even run it. Oh, probably not. No. Not on my computer, now. Yeah. Most likely not. Yeah. So, Favorite Cities game? City Skylines. Really? Hmm? Yeah. For me, SimCity, uh, SimCity 3000. I like that one too. Everyone goes on about 2000. 2000 was good. Yeah. I played that first. Yeah. But SimCity 3000 I really liked. Yeah, I played 3000 quite a bit as well, yeah. Yeah. My it's child good. mind working out like, oh, I can I can be paid to take people's trash and burn it. and mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then I went back to it. And it's, it's pretty hard at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, those are good. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done another Sim Town. I, mean, I guess that was just so long ago. Um, it's like one of the first ones. Like it was just like a teeny tiny little town, but it was. It had like certain detailed things that were interesting. Like you had like a um, like set water supply for your town hmm. um, with like a cute little graphic of like you're gonna drain all your lakes if you keep using so much water, and you like actually like I want to say like manually assigned people like, housing and jobs and stuff. It was, like, way smaller scale. Um, right. But I remember playing that in the school library. Almost like a colony <laughs> simulator or something. Mm, kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sim Ant? You ever played that one? I didn't, no. no. That was the worst one. Was it? Yeah, I don't think that... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because you, you could just, like, not play it, and it would play itself. And, mm. Uh, mm -hmm. What other Sim games would you like? Um, I don't know. I mean... What would you like a simulation of? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, there's plenty of good ones. Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster are good. I thought um, that, that like Hospital 2.0 was alright um, until it got kind of boring because um, it was basically like a spiritual remake of Theme Hospital, which yeah. I loved as a kid. Um, but it kind of just runs out of things to do at a certain point. Yeah, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? What are some good simulation games you'd like? 
Uh, I mean, there's there's loads that are out there. You know, there's like a simulation for like a fire and rescue thing and mm -hmm. political simulators and things like that. I think I would enjoy like a highly detailed like restaurant simulator. Um, like, don't make that face at me. Yeah. Work, actually working in a restaurant sucks ass, but um, I think you could make a game that's like that that's actually like fun. Um, but, I don't know. What else? What else is there? There's loads. There's farming simulators. Yeah, I've never played any farming simulators. Train simulators. Unless you count Stardew Valley. That's know. not a simulator, darling. No, I know. But it's great. Who do you marry? Don't even want to know. Don't even want to know. Don't even look at me. The one that's most like you. None of them are like me. They're all losers. Shut up. Which one? Sebastian. I hate the world. Bleh. Sucks. Life's so hard. Which one's that? Um, the like emo one. There's really no good options. The emo for dudes. one that like lives in the basement. Yeah. That's the one that's most like me. Well, what are the other options? Willie. Um, I'm most like Willie. Can you marry Willie? The homeless guy. Oh no, you're talking about the um, fisher dude. The fisherman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize he was an option. Hmm. Well, all right, fair enough. And also, yeah, the homeless guy. After him, that's the one I'm most. Is his name Linus? Linus. Linus. Lionel. Something like that, yeah. Flannel. Flannel. Yeah. Poor thing. It's just trying to get somebody's full, uneaten French baguette out of their trash. Poor thing. He's living the dream. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Surely he gets cold in the winter. He lives in a fucking tent. Meh. I'd be fine with that, he said. I'd be fine with that, yeah. Uh -huh. I've been cold. Yeah. Well, I mean, who are your options? Uh, for, for dudes, you've got... Um, like, alcoholic war veteran, all of his, I actually went through his, like, romance moments, and it's all, like, you find him passed out in a pile of his own vomit in the woods next to a cliff, and another time he threatens to kill himself. Like, this isn't romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's it's like the, I'm dating Spenny. The author who lives next to the beach who's definitely meant to be gay, Elliot. Hey! <laughs> Is he meant to be gay? It comes across that way to me. Can you marry him if you're a boy? Yeah, you can yeah, marry you can any marry, of them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I'm pretty sure. I see. That, yeah, it's open for any of them. Um, yeah, he's a poet or something, right? Right. Yeah, yeah um, his romance thing, eventually he asks you what he should write a book about. Uh, and it's like, yeah, the options are like sci-fi or like poetry or something. And whatever you answer, he's like, brilliant. Um, and it's kind of boring. I don't know. Sebastian's the one that appeals the most to me. Just wants to... Be on his computer. <laughs> great. I guess the girls aren't really great options either. Wrong. Know. No? No, who's a good one? Uh, you know, I don't want to sound sexist here, but it's a plethora of talent. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the, the girl who lives down south. Um... Oh, they're all the fucking same, I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess. Me, 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 I live in a little town. Me, 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 me. Letter in the mail. Please bring me a cucumber, you know what for. <laughs> I mean, those are pretty funny. Um, the one who lives in... The one who lives in the little house. That's all of them. Um, she doesn't live in town. Okay. Uh, the blonde. She's south of Marley. Yeah, she's The lady who sells the animals. She's got like red hair. And then there's... Yeah, and then the one who's having an affair with the mayor. 
And then yeah. there's a little house right below that. And that's what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all the good ones are married, because I've married Jody, but she's married, so... Is that the school teacher? No, that's the... Well, I don't think so. That's the lady you go to to build all your shit. Oh, yeah, she is married you with see, children. That's that's Sebastian's mom. If I'm... Right. Well, if I married her, it'd be great. Mm, I'd just be in a hammock, and she'd be putting shit up. <laughs> yeah, building wells and barns yeah, for people. Yeah, be more lemonade. By herself. Yeah. Yeah. Get that yeah. Sebastian kid working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably... You can be in the cave planting mushrooms, nice and dark and damp, and there for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what her husband does, like the scientist. He's the one who comes and says, you have a cave over there. I can either put some fruit bats in it or grow some mushrooms. Mushrooms, please. Okay, then. Right, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we're talking about this now. That's a great game. Very cute. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, yeah, see you next time. Oh, we have a, a PayPal thing. You want to mention um, that? Not yet. Waiting for the ID confirmation. At some point, we'll have a PayPal link in the description where if you'd like to leave a little tip or something because you don't want to get sucked into the Patreon system and worry about canceling recurring payments and all that garbage, you know. Some people have asked for it for a while, so I just thought... So allow me to simultaneously say, please give me money, uh, but also, you know, I mean, shit. So, there you go. Alright, thanks very much. Bye! Bye!